Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend, and otherwise a little bit later this hour. Our next guest has been everywhere, does everything. We call him the unofficial mayor of the ACC. Think about this. About 30 years ago, he got a diploma at Elon. The way he worded it in his tweet was that Elon was nice enough to give him a diploma 30 years ago. Last week, he was at the ACC spring meetings. This coming week, he'll be calling the ACC baseball championship at Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Wes Durham, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. When I saw your tweet about your Elon diploma and how they were nice enough to give it to you, I thought of one of my favorite quotes in ACC history. You know this one. Eldon Campbell, former Clemson big man, was asked, asked, did you earn your degree at Clemson? And Eldon's famous reply was, no, but they gave me one anyway. You earned <laughs> you, you earned your degree at Elon. They didn't just give it to you, did they? Uh, no, I earned it, but they were nice enough to let me graduate is the way I tell people because I'm so, I'm so proud of the institution now and, and all the things that it's accomplished, and not only with Dr. Young, but then Dr. Lambert's unbelievable tenure as president. Now, uh, Connie Book has taken over as the uh, as the new president, Dave. And I, every time I think of Elon, I hear, I mean, you know, look, they've done remarkable things there. It's hard to believe that they let a really bad high school student from Apex walk through the door, and they were nice enough to let me have a degree is what I tell people. And I was serious when I said mom and dad said they were proud, but I think relieved was the better word. And, um you know, Tyler graduated from there eight years after I did. We both love the place immensely and are so proud to be graduates. But, yeah, 30 years ago last Saturday, to the day, by the way, that was 30 yeah, years yeah. ago last Saturday, they gave me a degree. And nice enough to uh, nice enough to hand that to me, Dr. Young did, and I'm grateful for it. So it's been fun to remember some of that. It's hard to believe it's been 30 years, but there are a few mornings a week that it, it feels like it's been 30 years, that's for sure. Brother Taylor Durham, of course, the voice of the Phoenix these days. And if you follow Brother Wes, our guest, at West Durham, you actually can see a graduation day photo. Miss Jean, mm. Jean looks fantastic. You're, you look like a baby. And, of course, we, we always love the entire Durham family, the late, great Woody Durham as well. West Durham of the ACC Network, also the Atlanta Falcons play-by-play -play man, is joining us here on the David Glenn Show. Before we look forward to ACC baseball, let's look backward at the ACC's annual spring meetings. You and I have been around long enough to know that there were some years where there were huge headlines coming out seemingly by the hour at these meetings. It felt a little slower last week. What did you think? You know, we saw the proposal to make make the NCAA basketball tournament bigger to 72. We saw about widening the lane and, and lengthening the three-point shot, et cetera. Was that the biggest headline coming out of Amelia Island last week? Because uh, we were left wondering about future ACC basketball tournament sites and other things. Well, we were fortunate, Dave, to be there for two days with our serious XM ACC show, Mark Parker and I were. And I'll be honest with you, we had an interview with Mike Bray uh, the Notre Dame head coach, who told us that there is discussion in the coach's meeting room. And when they came out with all the rules suggestions and things like that, uh, Mark and I kind of said, well, wait a second, Mike Bray gave us the story, but nobody's kind of run with it, I guess, or it wasn't discussed much after that. And that's the possibility that in 2019, 2020, they're going to start the season with conference games. Um, they're going to take that first week in November and potentially play a conference game that week. Uh, and you talk about getting attention quick. You throw some conference games right there yeah. at the top of the schedule, right? That'll do it. Um, 
But I think they have to do it. I, I think that, look, yeah, the suggestions of basketball rules and things like that, basically they they copied off what the NIT did minus the quarters and, and suggested it. And, look, that's fine. I think so. I, to be honest with you, I think the, much of the transfer discussion was really uh, evolved in that room. I, I think a lot of discussion had to do with things that are coming down the road, not necessarily things that are going to happen next year. I, I do believe 20 basketball games is a, is a pretty volatile subject especially as it relates to the scheduling of those games. Um, and I think that's why, why Mike told us that there was a possibility they could start the year that way. Um, because if you do the math on it, they're, they're going to be down. You know, you get the exempt tournaments and things like that, and he shared with Pac and I that the exempt tournaments might be an issue too. And I think that's one of the things you've got to look at, especially with the ACC Big Ten Challenge and all the other things we've become accustomed to. Elsewise, you know what? I think they're in pretty good shape. I thought the television committee, the people that came out of those television committee meetings seemed very pleased. Uh, the agreement with Altrice in New York State is a huge cable hit for the development and the, and the debut of the network. Uh, they obviously feel good. They've still got to get the satellite carriers on board. But I didn't hesitate to sense any kind of, uh, of negativity at all as it relates to television. I, I think the other thing that's coming out of there is is that there is a really, really good place for all these schools about where they are and where they are going with facilities and coaching as it relates to football. Everybody is doing something to make their football program better, whether it's adding personnel in a support role, if it's Boston College or Miami and you're putting an indoor facility together, uh, if you're even a place like Clemson that's opened a dynamic facility, you've you know, you're, you're kind of leading the way a little bit. And I think, you know, on the whole, the 15 schools were there and everybody felt pretty good about where they were and nobody's stressing too much. I mean, certainly there's some things that face each individual school that are unique to themselves, but on the whole, I think the conference is, is in a really, really good place. And that's nice to see for the ACC compared to five or six years ago when there seemed to be a lot of uncertainty at the time. West Durham joining us on the David Glenn Show on Twitter, at West Durham, coming out of the ACC's annual spring meetings, heading into the ACC Baseball Championship. That does start tomorrow, weather permitting, at Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Come on, Park. don't do that to me. I know. Don't do I, that to me. I'm following your lead. I follow you on Twitter, and you have some very <laughs> funny weather-related comments as we all cross our fingers and head to that great venue, Durham Bulls Athletic Park, with really a lot of the best teams in the country uh, set to go head-to-head. Um, even prior to Amelia Island, we saw the announcement that the ACC football relationship with Charlotte for its championship game mm -hmm. has been extended well into the future, and, and everybody kind of nodded their head and smiled about that. We only know on the basketball side that next year is the Spectrum Center in Charlotte for the ACC men's basketball tournament, and the following right. year is Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro. Looking backward, of course, we've seen a rotation. Greensboro, Greensboro, then Atlanta, then Greensboro three more, then D.C. for one year, and then these last two in Brooklyn. What is your sense, just reading the tea leaves, educated guests or otherwise, why was there no announcement about future ACC men's basketball tournaments when uh, a lot of folks heading to those meetings thought there would be? Well, it's a good question, and I, I was one of those people too. I thought we would get a basketball announcement. And early on, uh, I was kind of told, don't, don't expect a basketball announcement just yet. You know, Dave, I, I think a lot of us want – you know, a three- to five-year cycle announced behind the two that we already know. And to be honest with you, I, I think the ACC is being fairly prudent more I think about it. 
in, in terms of waiting and, and trying to determine a cycle. I mean, I, I used the example last week. Let's just take a 10-year window. If I told you there was a 10-year window and there was three in Greensboro, three in Charlotte, and then maybe one in D.C. or two in D.C. and one in New York and one in Atlanta, would anybody bat an eye about that? I'm in. Count me in okay. for that. Okay, but see, there, there's a lot of unknowns. First of all, there's a new arena renovation in Atlanta. Right. It's called Phillips Arena now. By the end of next year, it probably won't be called Phillips Arena. It might be under a new heading. Uh, we've been to Brooklyn twice. We know what Brooklyn is. Everybody seems to have this, uh, you know, dream that we're going to go to the Garden one year, and I just don't know how that's going to work, uh, given the tie-up with the Big East and things like that. Washington has been a very, very successful venue. And then quite honestly, you know, we need to, as a conference, we also need to leave maybe a gap or two in case something develops that we, you know, really want to try and take advantage of, like Brooklyn. Remember what went into Brooklyn, the swap with the A-10 and things like that. So, you know, I'm okay if they announce only three more years and we know five in October, uh, and then they hold off on the rest of it. Yes, I'd like Greensboro and Charlotte to be in the mix. I'd also like Washington to be in the mix, because I think that's still a very – predominant ACC market. I'm okay with Brooklyn every once in a while. I'm okay with Atlanta every once in a while. But I also don't want to rule out something else. I mean, uh, give me an example. I don't want to, if if there's interest in, and people are going to think I'm crazy to say this, but if there's interest in Pittsburgh and we want to go to PP&G Arena, which I understand to be fantastic, then let's go. You know, let's do it one time. And you know my theory. Once we went to Tampa in 07, brother, we can go anywhere once. Yeah, right. You know that. I mean, once we went to Tampa, Florida, 11 years ago, we now open ourselves up to take this event to any market in the country. Yes, and I mean in the country. Remember, the Pac-12 plays in Vegas. Uh, I'd say we go anywhere once if we want to, and that's fine. And, and I'm okay with that as long as, as Commissioner has said, we, we keep the relative rotation of Greensboro, Charlotte, Washington in the fold. And I, I think we're going to do that, to be honest with yeah. you. I, I think we're just – we're just trying to piece everything together in the proper fashion at this point before they make it public. Well, when people really start spitballing, they start saying, well, what about Boston? What about Pittsburgh? What about, what Mi- about, what about Miami? What about Chicago? You know, yeah. keep all those Notre Dame fans happy and, and take a trip to another prominent American city that you don't normally think about. It is fun, and I agree with you. There's, there's not really a downside to us only knowing the next two years out. Wes Durham is joining us on the David Glenn Show. All right, you are on the cusp of getting to call another ACC baseball championship championship uh give us the big picture here it it feels like uh acc baseball is right up there with sec baseball in terms of the national picture right now we're usually what acc is usually number one in men's basketball often number two in football and when i look at the top 25 man carolina's there uh, state and duke also in the top 10 clemson and florida state it seems like you're going to have a whole lot of compelling matchups to call this week well you got five of the top 11 in the country um you know, and Duke obviously had a tough weekend in Atlanta. Likewise for NC State down in Tallahassee. Uh, Carolina handled their business with uh, with Virginia Tech. This could be a remarkable next couple of weeks for, for baseball, college baseball, certainly in the state of North Carolina, when you think of not only the three local schools in the triangle, but you've also got East Carolina playing very well. Uh, I know Elon's the two-seed in the Colonial event at yep. Harrisonburg this week. So, you know, you got a chance to have, you know, Pretty quick math tells me you got a chance for five schools 
to potentially be in the NCAA baseball tournament from the state of North Carolina. I, I think right now, Dave, is, you know, if, if the committee released the bracket today, I think there'd be six teams. I think you mentioned Clemson, the three North Carolina schools, Florida State, Louisville would be in. Uh, anybody below that figure, I think, has to make a run and potentially get to Saturday night, maybe even the championship game Sunday, to get in. Um, you know, Georgia Tech played well, took two or three from Duke. They've got two decent starters in Xavion Curry, who throws tomorrow here at 11 o'clock in Pittsburgh. And then Connor Thomas has just been a shutdown machine uh, the last month of the season for Coach Hall. So we'll see what happens against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's first ever ACC baseball game in a tournament format is tomorrow, by the way. They've never made the tournament. But I'll be real surprised, Dave, if we don't have two of those six playing here on Sunday for the championship. And to be honest with you, if we don't have four of those six on uh, on Saturday for the semifinals, I, I just think the top of the league is really that good. I think there's a minuscule difference between Clemson and Carolina. I don't think there's a lot of drop-off behind that to Duke and NC State. Uh, I think what Elliott's done with some of his pitching injuries has been phenomenal. Um, you know, needless to say, Mike and Carolina have had a great year. And I'm, I'm a big fan of what Chris Pollard's built in Durham, to be honest with you. I really am. I think he's, think he's done a phenomenal job with just kind of setting the table for Duke baseball to have some success. And it's, it's nice to see the Blue Devils and the Tar Heels and the Wolfpack with the event in Durham riding in the, uh, in the top four slots in the league. For those who are more fans of Major League Baseball, can you just kind of flash back for us to some guys that you might not have been sure at the time that they'd end up in Major League Baseball, but you got to see them in previous ACC tournaments? Because I don't think a lot of folks understand uh, the translation from high-end college baseball yeah, to yeah. major. I can think of, you know, Matt Harvey's in the headlines right now, former UNC guy. Carlos Rodon and Trey Turner, former Wolfpack sure, guys. Sure. Uh, Duke has had its share as well. Marcus Stroman, for example. Yeah. Uh, how, what what comes to mind when you think of that aspect of the ACC baseball championship? Well, Charlie Blackman of the Colorado Rockies. I mean, he's a hidden machine. I mean, I'll do, I'll use Charlie Blackman and Matt Weeders to be two yeah. guys that, you know, I saw Charlie Blackman come through college and I thought he could hit the ball, but I wasn't sure he was big league talent. Um, I think Trey Turner is a really good example to use. Outstanding example. Um, I'll give you one from 20 years ago. How about Chris Capuano from Duke? Yeah. I mean, he was he was a pretty good pitcher. Uh, and then Doolittle from Virginia. You know, he was a little pepper pot that everybody, mm. you know, dreaded seeing. And then he would come in there and, you know, slice you up with that slider. Um, I think you could come out here tomorrow. I mean, I'll give you an example. You come out here at 11 a.m. tomorrow, you may see the number one pick in the draft. How about that? Wow. That, that's... Joey, Bart, Joey Bart, the catcher at Georgia Tech, okay. the, the Tigers were in Atlanta last week watching Joey Bart play because they, I think Joey Bart is in the top two or three picks in the amateur draft coming up. It's been a weird phenomenon for the ACC in the sport of baseball that for decades they produce usually several of the best teams in the country. And sure. yet, what was it? They went like 50-plus years without oh, winning yeah. the College <laughs> World Series, right? Yeah, um, well, and, you know, we were talking about it about an hour ago. Remember that Virginia, Virginia was the seventh seed in the ACC tournament three years ago. Wow. Won the national championship. Wow. And had to had to beat Georgia Tech behind Josh Spore's one hitter. If they don't beat Georgia Tech in the play-in game in the seven ten game, 
of the ACC tournament three years ago, Virginia gets bounced out of the tournament, and who knows if they're in a regional, and they won the national championship. And prior to that, it was Wake Forest in 1955? With Bill Scripture. Wow. That's Baseball over a lot of decades without a single title for sixty for a sixty year period. As you look at the landscape, I know you highlighted some of the favorites for Durham Bulls Athletic Park over these next six days. Carolina's getting a key player back from injury, yeah. or just did. I mean, it's is there anybody that is the combination of talent, experience, health, uh, or you know, late additions? You don't often see that in college baseball. Usually, if a guy's hurt, he's like protecting his career. Carolina mm-hmm. gets a key guy back, and and. Uh, I know NC State has one of the best teams it's ever had. Yeah, Giancarlo Gelatri, uh, Gio, is a, it's a nice return to the lineup for those guys. I mean, that, that'll really boost Carolina from a from a pitching perspective. By the way, I forgot Dustin Ackley. Uh, can you believe I oh, forgot wow. Dustin yeah, yeah. Ackley? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dustin Ackley, I remember he played in an ACC tournament game. I think it was in Greensboro. It may have been here in Durham. And I remember eight general managers were at the game. Wow, that was a pretty that was a pretty good night. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's, when, yeah. that's when you know players are here. You know, I mean, when you see G and tomorrow, tomorrow when Joey Bart, that's what I'm telling you. You want to see somebody, you know, go get it tomorrow. Joey Bart from Buford, Georgia, could be the number one pick in the draft. There'll be, I bet, there's six GMs here tomorrow to watch Joey Bart. And I'll tell you what, I took my 15-year-old daughter Avery, who is not a huge baseball person, but is a big sports person. I walked her to the outskirts of Durham Bulls Athletic Park, the venue for these next six days, and seriously, the first word out of her mouth was, wow. Like, Mm -hmm. she just said, and she's been to Philadelphia Phillies Stadium. She's been to a couple Major League Baseball parks. Uh, It it is first-class baseball in a first-class setting with a lot of MLB folks on hand. And, of course, great announcers, including our guest, Wes. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Always good (laughs) to hear from you, Mr. Uh, 30 years ago, young-looking diploma in hand guy. Uh, Keep up the good work. Great to hear your voice on the David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Take care. Always fun. I appreciate it. You got it. On Twitter, at West Durham.